0: Hi, I'm Paul Strinkler and welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, we dust off the crystal ball once again as we take a look at the future of systems management. So, settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. Uh, So on this show, we're doing a little bit of uh, kind of crystal ball gazing again uh, with this week's guest, uh, as we're going to take a little bit of a look at the technology trends and futures that we see uh, in the world of of management, you know, not just device management, but data management, people management, and, and how as technologists we can use that kind of technology in our businesses and, and the kind of trends that, that maybe we should be aware of so as uh, so we've got a fascinating chat we've, we've just been uh, i've just been chatting with my guest uh, off air about some of the areas that we're going to cover and some of the things he's looking at so so i think we've got a really interesting show ahead um and so uh with me today i've got a returning guest to the show I've, uh it's dave sobel hi dave
1: hey thanks paul i appreciate you having me on yeah, it's uh, well,
0: uh, as we were saying beforehand, you're always welcome on the show. And, uh, you know, we, we had a great chat last time. And um, and I think from, from what we've been talking about, we've got, got an awful lot to look forward to again this time. So, um, but before we get going, uh, just for people who've maybe not heard you on the show before or not, not seen you speak or, or present
1: anywhere, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, who it is you work for, and, and what it is you do? No, sure. So I'm I'm Dave Sobel. Uh, my title is Senior Director of Community for SolarWinds MSP. Uh, I'm in my day to day life. I'm responsible for uh, helping our partners be successful with the products and uh, and understanding the uh, the trends and the directions. Um, both listening to our partners and bringing that into the part into the uh, into our product set, but also taking our information and and helping to distribute it out to the community. Um, In the past sort of six months or so, I've been tasked a lot with uh, thinking about a lot of strategy and vision pieces for where we're going, both as an organization, as an industry. Um, People always like to know that in in my CV, uh, you know, I owned and operated my own MSP for a decade. Uh, So I come from that solution provider background, and I always describe myself as kind of a, uh, you know, a solution provider undercover in a vendor. Um, and and thus my, my 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 role is is helping us make sure that we're in the right places, um, and we're doing the right things, and uh, both for our customers, but also helping drive our customers into where I think the industry is going. Yeah, and you were saying before that this is.
0: You know, we're, although we, we're, you know, I, I talked in the intro about kind of crystal ball gazing. You know, we're not talking about things that are ten years down the road here, are we? We're talking about things that maybe not not coming this year, but maybe over the next couple of years. That's that's kind of the, the 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 scope you're working to, is it?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about like what we need to do for 2019. So if I, if you think about the the traditional product management uh, effort, is really making sure that that products are releasing things. You know, what are we working on now? What's right beyond that? Um, but somebody needs to be thinking about what 's what 's beyond the vision where you can, where it 's a little hazier to make sure that, that both you 're building toward the right direction and that you don 't uh, exclude yourself from a growing trend by not having seen it. Um, so, so I've been thinking a lot about you know, what does 19 look like uh, and, and what, do, what, what are we laying the groundwork for and, and where are we going, uh, both as an industry and technology and then also for us as a, from a product perspective, you know, where might it go? Um, so I'm, I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say, like, look, everything I'm talking about is, pretty, is speculation. Um, I'm not making any specific product promises. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is this is the way that we're thinking. Um, and this is some of the stuff that we're trying to anticipate. So it's speculation and no promises, but you have to give some real thought to this.
0: Yeah, and I think what what and the reason I wanted wanted to get you back on, I think we you know we had a little email exchange about something else actually, didn't we recently? And but you'd mentioned about some of the things that you were doing are, are interesting, and, and I'm a strong believer that if we work in the technology space, and we're particularly if we're involved in any kind of technology management or technology stru- strategy decision, you know whether you're an IT manager, a CIO, a CTO. Um, it it, it would be very remiss of you in your role, I think, not to have that little bit of looking ahead, you know, where you're looking maybe two, three years down the road, looking at the technology trends and looking at how that might impact uh, kind of your day-to-day business and, and what you need to do as an organization to stay efficient, effective and competitive. So so I think this is a, you know, a, a really interesting area for us, for us to have a look at. Um, and I think one of those big areas that we do see a constant changing and, you know, and a constant challenge, certainly to, to the people I talk to, is that idea around management. You know, it's the idea that our technology landscapes are getting ex- increasingly complex, getting more and more diverse. We've all got more, uh, there's more technology we have access to, we've got different ways of accessing that technology and it's becoming um you know it's a real shift in how how we look at the, the 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 kind of the changing world of how on earth we manage this this complicated technology environment that we've got which is in most cases absolutely crucial to our organizations because we all exist, you know for lots of organizations their day-to-day operations is almost wholly based on their ability to deliver their technology correctly so so if you so so what are the kind of things that you're seeing coming that little bit over the hill that, you know some of the things that that me maybe as somebody making a technology strategy decision. What what are some of the things that I should be thinking about? What are what are some of the things we should be looking out for?
1: Well, there's a couple of interrelated uh, trends that that I think are important to focus on, and I'll I'll pick up the thread you've just just given here. Is is, is this proliferation of technology? And it's funny because because words really matter, and and I really like examining the way we we use words. So we talk a lot about technology, right? And you're exactly right. It's all the implementation of technology. But many of us also then also think about this idea of the computer, right? So so and you assume computer is the delivery of technology. We oftentimes have a really antiquated thinking on the on the definition of a computer. For those of us that have been doing this a while, uh, you know, a computer probably got burned into your head the first time you got to use one. Uh, we were talking before we hopped on about you know we we both have the love of the uh, the old Commodore sixty four. Uh, the Commodore is, was my first. That's my, you know, your first love, right, from a technology perspective. Um, and I love the machine. I still, st- we were saying, I have one that's on my desk behind me. Um, and it works, and I've, I've updated it. It has an Ethernet card and an SD slot just so that I can still use it. Um, but it really defined the idea of what a what a computer was right it, it all of the capabilities Because you, you got inspired inspired by what it could do and the ability to create code And I, I had a modem for it. And I could talk to other people But it also really defined what I thought a computer was right a computer is a uh, It has a keyboard a monitor and a mouse or and at the time maybe a mouse right because uh, but but it, it kind of sits in your head uh, of what that means, but actually, you know the, a computer is is if you look up the, the dictionary, dictionary definition, it's way broader than that. It's just a, a device that accepts data and, and displays some results. And interestingly, you know, we have so many devices around us now that are by definition computers that oftentimes we don't think about. So your use of the word technology and then the use of the word computer are actually important because we use technology to talk about the you know all of the various components, but we're using all of the different kinds of computers that are available out there. I use this because it's a bit of an, a long introduction to Internet of Things, which is you know the, the worst possible name for a <laughs> for a tech trend, uh, which is why I take a while to get to it. Um, because if you think about all of the different devices that you've got around that, they're all computers. We can call them Internet of Things, but what they really are is they're all computers. Some of them are, are more simple in that they are just you know their their function is just to give sensor data back um, you know to, to process the data and, and display it back others is is where the you know the the um device itself is simple, but it's tied into a very, very complex cloud system on the back end. So its, jo- its only job is sending information back and forth, but all the processing happens into this ma- massive cloud system, and then it becomes you know, very, very, very useful. Um, these are our trends as ma- when we look at it from a technology management perspective that we really do need to be thinking about how do we bring all of these under, under management. And the trick is, is that the explosion is so fast that we're doing so many new kinds of devices that we just can't keep up. Uh, you may if you think about it, you're You're probably going to be faced in your, your professional life with managing devices often that you've never seen before, and you're going to have to figure out a way to do that yeah and I think um I, again with something we, we were talking about earlier that um
0: I, I mean i 've had a couple of conversations with software vendors over the last couple of days where we've been looking at this exact same problem that as human beings, the landscape that we 're trying to control and manage so if you're a you know if you're an i t manager of, a, of an organization of, of pretty much any size, the amount of time and change and new systems and new devices that have been added to your to your infrastructure which are now under your control changes so rapidly that it's it's probably impossible for you to accurately keep up which then opens up doesn't it security risks opens up possibilities of uh, data loss it opens up possibilities of leaking intellectual property out through ways that you'd not even thought about so so i think that's a real interesting challenge isn't it for for lots of us is how do we go about dealing with all of these devices adding to our network so quickly that that we just can't keep up so so is that is that kind of one of the areas that you're seeing it's developing that may be a way to kind of help us as the under pressure poor old i.t manager so, yeah actually let, let let me help you build build some new ways of of dealing with this so rather than relying on you as a human being to spot all these things is that something we're seeing as a development that actually our platforms are going to start getting smarter and spot things that we can manage without needing human intervention
1: yep and that's that's exactly where I think this is all going because you know by by the all the things we've just talked about all this proliferation of devices you have so much more data than you've ever had to think about before Um, and they're coming in from so many different sources that how do you take all of this data and do something intelligent with it and and you know the, you can do some really amazing things with data in fact you know because of the amount of data and the history of it now we can talk about things like um you know what desktop configuration is best or or what alerts matter or, or or what kind of you know what kind of information should be happening but the scale is so big that that you as a human probably are not going to be able to handle it all and so that that second sort of element to this is that idea of artificial intelligence and and using uh, the machines themselves to process that large amount of data and do something useful with it, um, coming back with uh, you know anomaly detections or coming back with recommendations or looking you know it's having the the machines do the parsing over the large sets of data and highlighting for you exactly what's required and by the way learning what you find important and what you don't find important and then focusing just on those areas. Um, you know, so so the 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 machines can become smarter and smarter. And I really think this idea of artificial intelligence uh, and the way it's applied to these data sets is going to be the, the, the next, you know, one of the big things that, that changes the way that we do management.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, because actually, so, so how, uh, you, you probably started the question off yourself there actually, so, so how do you see that kind of stuff playing a part in how we manage our technology infrastructures? You now, what, what, are, what are the kind of, have you seen any examples where that kind of artificial intelligence or machine learning is, is being applied to systems management?
1: Yeah, and I mean, interesting that we've got some embedded in our own products um, as as we do that. So we're able to, with a a technology called Logic Cards, and and we can do um, where we're doing uh, parsing of of large data sets and providing insights. Um that's the that that's the the kind of investment that we think is is gonna matter. And and I, I really I do differentiate between what I think, you know, IT managers and and uh and and MSPs and such are, are doing first. I think they're gonna be leveraging tools that take advantage of it and it's on us on the sort of vendor side of things to make sure that we're delivering those tools. Um, and making sure that we're providing and thinking about less about how do I how do I you know give you a better wrench and how more how do I make your wrench really smart? <laughs> how do I make your wrench uh, you know zero in on the problem and make recommendations on which way to turn? Um, to to overextend the analogy. Um, you know, the, but the, but that's the, that's really the thinking is, is, is how do we make it so that we're parsing all this, this information for you and, and doing really smart things based on that. So this is,
0: a, I suppose is this the kind of idea then that somebody might say, you know, as, as people do turns up in an organization with a brand new smartphone, you know, they've just bought the latest Samsung galaxy or iPhone or whatever it might be. And they turn up into the office. They want to get access to the email. It hooks onto your network is this the kind of ability to actually have a management platform that would spot that and say, well, that's an unusual device. I've never seen that before, but actually I recognised the person or the behavior. So I'm now going to start managing that. You know, is that, is that kind of the route that this stuff may, may head
1: down? That's one of many. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the ways that, that we're thinking that it could go. Um, the other way is, is that we're, we're, you know, you take it from the perspective of, uh, of doing analysis. Um, uh, patching is one of those problems we t- we were talking about it you know beforehand. Uh, patching is is the bane of everyone's existence in terms of of management. Um, I'd love a you know love to be able to deliver a system that said um, you know hey we've noticed that this particular patch uh, we can automate all of them except for this one because it's running at a currently like an eighty five percent failure rate. Uh, this one you're going to want to ha- want to do by hand. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the kind of insight. Mm-hmm. That you can't get on your own, but when you look across the data set, you can.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I mean, I think that's a that's a huge part of the, this kind of um, you know it's something that really interests me about the the or maybe as it does with you the the idea of data analytics is not necessarily finding out more about the things you already know, but is discovering these things that you have absolutely no idea about. You know, being able to look at enough data sets, so not just one, but maybe be able to look at four, five, six different ways, you know, different data sets you've ingested and be able to spot trends across them that a that the human being just wouldn't be able to spot, you know, learning something new as opposed to just learning something extra about stuff that you already know.
1: Yep, exactly. And and that's that you you've hit on the real key to the, the to where the power is is it's about things you don't know. Um you know and, and and we we particularly if you've been in technology for a while, you know, there's this this pride in being able to know everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh and it, it, it and it does it, I think it, it 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 it's some of why we got into technology and it's some of the 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 some of the reason why you know some of the earlier technologies continue to have appeal is because you can wrap your head around the entire thing. Um, but the, but the reality of, of now is that you just can't, it's just too much. And so you need, the systems need to be able to start providing insight that is, is better and, and more dynamic. One of the examples that I always use that is, it's just one of my favorite cross-references examples is I love that feature on, on my phone where it alerts me and says, it's time to leave for that appointment that you have. Because the, the, the cross, the, the information that's being cross-referenced is just fantastic. It knows where I am, where I need to go, the traffic conditions between the, between the two. It's cross-referenced, of course, against my calendar to know where I'm supposed to be. And it's making a recommendation based on all of that information set. That's the kind of thinking that we need more and more of in our management platforms so that it's cross-referencing this information for you.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a, it's actually a really good example as well, isn't it? Because I think one of the things that um, sometimes that, you know, certainly we've seen it, and I'm sure you have, that when you might be talking to an IT team or talking to a CIO somewhere and you start to talk about automation and intelligence and AI, the initial panic is, are you going to make me redundant? You know, are you, are you going to come in here and take my job? But it's not about that, is it? It's about actually augmenting what we've got. And I think that's actually a fantastic example of, I know how to find myself from A to B and work out what time I should go. But that's adding some additional intelligence that says, yeah, but what you don't know is you don't know about the traffic conditions, you don't know about there might have been an accident or roadworks on the way, um, and you might have forgotten. And so I'm just giving you a little gentle reminder to say, actually, for you to get from point A to B, Based on what else I know that's going on that you might not already know, is you need to get going. You know, and I yep. think that's a, it's, I think that's a, that's a great example, and actually leads us on, I, I suppose, to something that uh, we were talking about off air that, that really interested me because I've, I've seen some other quite interesting examples, certainly around security with this, and you were talking to me about the idea of one of the trends you're seeing is this movement towards human centric management, so rather than um, focusing on devices, focusing on on the person. So, so what do you mean by that? You know, what what are you seeing in that area?
1: Yeah, and and you know, so if you think about a lot of the management tools that are out there, they're very focused on devices. It's natural, right? We're in device management, we've been technology management, we're very focused on that. Uh, and there's a legacy of that too, in, in that there weren't as many devices out there before. Um, but often the the human behind it is not represented in the system very well. And, and what I mean by that is, is, so, you know, I, I like to think about this from a, a typical sort of help desk environment. Um, you call into the help desk, you know, Jane calls in, uh, has a, having a printing problem, uh, and the help desk engineer dives in and Jane isn't in the system, uh, the printers are the devices are, but jane isn't and and if you think about it and say look well i want to I want to help Jane. How do I start there and work with the the things that Jane interacts with? Um, that piece is missing from the management technologies and and this idea of of being able to to pull it all together actually makes things a lot more efficient. I could log in, I could I could look at Jane, I could see all of the devices that Jane uses, so perhaps her laptop, her desktop, her f- mobile phone, her Office 365 account, get a get a whole vision of all of the things that she interacts with. And then, uh, you know, from from there, be able to to ju- to dive into to specific pieces, um, you know, in the in in sort of classic management. If I go back fifteen years, when Jane can't print, it's likely that there's only one printer and one computer. Uh, now, Jane can't print could be well, what from what machine to what printer, or can she not print on all of them? Um, and, and getting that holistic view by putting people back into the management is, would really change, and as we talk about, accelerate that process. It doesn't, doesn't eliminate engineers. It makes them way better at what they're able to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, a, again, a really a really interesting shift and, and certainly something I've seen uh, with, with some other vendors um, around kind of identity management and things like that, that rather than um, worry too much about whether a user's logging on from the right device with the right credentials, but it's to build more intelligence in that and, and understand the user and how the user operates. So being able to spot that actually, you know, if the user's logging on from their normal location on their normal device at their normal time. I'm going to make that a relatively straightforward security process. However, if I see that users logging on from a device they've never used before in an odd location at an odd time, I might put two or three other challenges in the way. So I might demand multifactor authentication. I might demand something else that, that is, is an addition to the normal security because me as a human being, I can't spot that. And if I'm just managing the device, I can't spot that. But if I can look at human centric behavior, then i'd be able to look at that and say well let me make a smart decision now based on some things that are uh, you know some things that are unusual about the way this human is is behaving and and is that the kind of thing you're talking about you you see that as playing a, a big part in management going forward
1: exactly um because because humans are part of the technology system and we've got to make sure that that we're accounting for that in, in the in the, the management systems that we're using um, you know and we've got they're all they're now the the glue that pulls these systems together and 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 from a you know from an insights perspective we had not been providing it and you can even take this in in really interesting ways um you know you can you can in your dashboards you know you can actually make it where it's pulling in social media insights for example you know and 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 knowing if uh you know if a certain users' uh, upset by technology problems or having a good day or be able to to communicate with them in the in the way that's most effective for them. Maybe we're communicating on, you know, via, you know, not just via phone or email, but also via Twitter or via, you know, Facebook. And, and you can synthesize that into a much better, you know, single view of the world um, via, by, by putting the people back into it.
0: So so we've we've kind of talked about um, additional intelligence, so you know maybe additional intelligence around how we manage things, how we spot things that need to be managing. You, you know you talked a little bit there about switching the focus from devices to to humans. Um, so, so is there any other kind of big trends that you see, and any other kind of big shifts that you you think should be? You know, if I'm listening as a as an IT, uh, you know, as an IT strategist listening to this right now, you know, is there any other kind of big areas that I should be looking at? Some other things that you think might make have big impacts on the way that we we manage manage our technology systems, or we interact with the data, or we we analyze information that we've got.
1: Well, I think the important bit is just to to say, well, okay, well, what does this all mean, and, and how does it come together? Um, because I think it's this idea of, of self-healing smart management um, that where, where you take, so all we've talked a lot of, good lot of different components. Um, tying it together happens when, when the, the management systems understand all of the things that are happening. Uh, they are data driven. They understand the people in the in the system. They're doing from any device, and then they can they can make recommendations and actually implement those fixes uh, for you. And they become you know they become very very smart, and they can start identifying situations and actually do what I what I would term self healing, um, where you know they can they can say oh I've identified this problem. I've seen this problem before. I know how to fix this problem. Mister IT administrator, do you want me to fix this problem? And then you know. That on the tenth time you say yes, it goes, "Hey, uh, I've noticed you always say yes. Uh, do you want me to just fix this for you when I see this this situation and only report when it when it fails? Um, and then we're, we're moving toward a system where it really is self-healing, and it's it's very very intelligent, smart, and, and doing that smart management. And the IT administrator and the IT manager is is the one who's guiding that um, to make sure that it's implementing in a policy and procedure way that that is you know essentially what you want it to be. Um, and I think that's the that's kind of the direction um, and and where it all ties together, and and ultimately the vision.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, again, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a really important shift, I think, because, you know, as, as we look at, I mean, we, we touched on right at the start, didn't we, that increasingly our businesses are driven by our technology. You know, we require our technology to be available to us, our computers to be available to us so that we can make business decisions, we can ship products from A to B, we can handle a customer order. Um, and what we need our technology teams to do within our businesses is to be able to add increased value, and, and often that value isn't isn't derived from fixing the same thing ten times manually it's not derived you know which is why things like automation are such a a, such an important trend i think for the way that we we manage and, and run systems um but one thing that I maybe just to just to wrap up on and, and maybe um maybe with, with a little bit of fun at the end i suppose because i suppose you can think about where this is heading one of the things we did talk about before we started recording was was the um the, the emergence of voice as a way of interacting with our systems so um have you got some thoughts on that and, and, and where you see that
1: heading I do and and I I said voice fascinates me in terms of of uh, the shift in the way our user interface is done and I I really want to implore people to not think of voice as a parlor trick um a lot of the 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 specific implementations you're seeing in voice are are simple and they do interesting things but but they are not really shifted things massively yet Um, but I want you to think back to the way when the mouse was was first created um, and first implemented there were, there were simple uses for it and you would have never seen the way that it fundamentally shifted everything around it. Uh, for me, voice really, uh, I was, was, was thinking about voice. Oh, it's cool. And I mean, I've, I've implemented it across my house and, you know, as a, as a good geek, it's the ultimate, you know, Star Trek vision is you can talk to your house and it will respond. Um, but but when I watched uh, family members interacting with their phones uh, over, over the holidays this year and my brother in particular, if he wants something, he picks up his phone and he just speaks to it and he asks for a, for a, uh, a search or, or send a text, um, the thought that that, that, is, that is now shifting the way people work with these devices in a very natural way that you'll just ask for what you want uh, is really, really powerful, and you can start seeing the components come together you can see as as the devices start recognizing individual people um you know where whereas it 's doing voice profiling and it knows the difference between me and and you paul and and for example my wife and and such and when if you talk to the you know you talk to these systems, they know who you are. Um, and they know information about you, and they can. And, and once we get to the point where they can start doing additional context, and where they can learn from previous questions, and they can understand one question leads into the other, you'll be in a position where you can you can speak pretty naturally to the machines, and they will will provide information back. Uh, this is not a re- necessarily a replacement, but it will shift the way that you interact with systems. I expect c- certain things are going to be very natural for you know keyboards, others are going to be very natural for touch screens, and then other things are going to be very, very natural for for speaking and voice and I, And I think for me, the other really kind of neat technology to, to keep an eye on is is this new, the new interface that is voice. So again, I, and I think we were, we were kind of
0: touching on this before weren't we, with the idea that um, some of those more complex tasks that even with a mouse or a touch screen actually are still quite complex, that actually the idea, and, and we've touched on patching and, and we spoke uh, we spoke earlier about this because somebody myself and, and Dave have been uh, discussing recently, was the idea that maybe I can sit there in my operation centre and say, actually, you know, tell tell me how many machines are, you know, we've got a new security vulnerability, tell me how many machines that we've got across our estate, how many devices are, are you know, are suspect to this, this kind of vulnerability. And to then get that report and be able to say, great, go patch those, apply this fix to those devices. You know, that's a, you can see that as a really, um, a really natural way of dealing with that, as opposed to, I'm going to re- let me click on some buttons, generate a report, now go and apply something that says, go fix that. You know, I think ultimately, as you're saying before, actually, you want the system to be able to say, I've spotted these machines are vulnerable to this, this security problem. I'm now, now you always say, yes, go and fix those. So I'm now going to go and fix those for you. But actually the idea that I can talk to it and say, just go do these things for me in those kind of contexts makes, makes perfect sense
1: yep and and it and it's it's really powerful and it and it's another tool that allows you to to work you know smarter and more efficiently and and get data in a more natural natural way and particularly when we talk about having so much data and so many different sources, if we can find ways to interact with it that are simpler and then you just ask for what you need and it does the processing that's a that's a really, really powerful new new model. And so I am I'm, I'm watching the space and, and saying, you know, there, there's gonna be some really interesting stuff coming out in that. Um let you know, let's let's do something with it.
0: So Well, Dave, as we come to the end of our time here, yeah, I think this
1: has been a, a
0: fascinating chat. and I think it's always interesting just to, and as I said, actually, it, it, for many of us in the, in the roles that we do in, in IT, it's actually quite an important role is to be able to just look this little bit further ahead and, and see some of the trends that are, that are coming that, that might influence the way that we deliver technology to our organisation. So, so maybe just to wrap up, actually, very briefly, is if you're listening to this as somebody making those kind of IT decisions, looking a little bit down the road, you know, what, what would be a couple of things that um, if you're looking at your kind of your if there is such a thing as an average IT estate. But if you're looking across your IT estate right now, what would be a couple of things that you'd be, you know, that you might um, encourage somebody to go and look at and say, well, these are maybe some of the, these are one or two key areas that I would go and put some time and investigate and, and apply a little bit of focus to?
1: Well, the, the, the first thing that I would say is, is, is you want to actually be, be looking at the toolkits that you use. And I'm trying to ask, you know, what are these vendors doing in terms of these trends? Um, you know, in, and what, where, are the, where is their direction? A lot of people are talking about it and they're starting to give good, good senses of the way that they're going and what's going to happen. I think you want to ask that question. That's the, that's the first bit. The, the second is, is a little bit of understanding and, and, you know, and, and without getting into the whole you know, GDPR and data stuff and, so, and all of those kinds of questions, which are very topical, you know, it's a really good time to do a bit of a data inventory and say, well, what have I got? Um, and am i supposed to have it and what could i do with it both positively and negatively you know and so with you, you, a topic for another time of of the of the, the data regulations around it but it is a good time to be doing uh that investigation and saying well what data do i have am i supposed to have it what's the positive of keeping it and what's the negative of keeping it um, and if you put your data house in order that that helps you be well positioned for the technologies that then can take advantage of of using that data
0: yeah, so, well, you know, and I couldn't agree more, I think. And I, actually, I really like the idea of, and, it, and it's one of the things that I use in my, my day job, which is to look at the technology vendors that, that I choose to work with is is that strategy that they've got, you know, are they, is there a strategic direction? Does that match? The kind of areas that we're seeing customers have got problems with we've got problems with as a business and we're seeing the industry move towards i think that and actually taking that inventory as well makes perfect sense you know, i've seen many an it project fail because somebody didn't understand the starting point you know they they head off down a road of let's automate everything and they've got absolutely no idea what they're trying to automate what they've got in the first place so so i think that's that, that, that's great advice and a, and a great way to wrap up uh, wrap up this episode so um well look, actually just before you go dave um you know, if people want to find out a little bit more about what you do and uh, some of the work that you do or want to kind of, you know, hunt, hunt you down on the Internet, um, <laughs> what's a good good place to find you and and find out more about you?
1: You know, I, I made it a little easier. I, I just updated my personal website. Uh, so www.davesobel.com uh, has all my contact information, both, uh, you know, if you want to find me on social media, if you want to c- contact me in a professional capacity. Like I, I've got all my contact information in one place. So uh, Dave Sobel.com. Okay, I I'll I'll will make sure that goes in the show notes, Just for, but but
0: that is literally a website that does what it says on the tin, I think, that one. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, so well, I, I like simple. It works for me. So, um, hey, Dave, look, I really appreciate your time. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on the show again, and uh, I look forward to having you back in the not-too-distant future, I hope.
1: Mm, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun, and i uh, love to talk to you and, and anybody that wants to talk about this stuff.
0: I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes if you enjoyed the show why not leave us a review and you can also subscribe you can find us on itunes stitcher and soundcloud as well as all other good homes podcasts so until next time thanks for listening